0: You're listening to the Culips English podcast. To download the study guide for this episode, which includes the transcript, detailed vocabulary explanations, real-world examples, and a quiz, visit our website, qlips.com. culips.com. C U L I P S dot com. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew and I'm Jeremy <laughs> and you're listening to Culips. Welcome back to another edition of Culips Simplified Speech. This is the Culips series where we have totally natural English conversations, but we speak just a little bit slower than we do in our everyday lives. And today I am joined by Jeremy. And Jeremy, you have been working hard here at Qloops producing your new series for us, which is called Jeremy's English Tips. And we just recently uploaded the second episode of Jeremy's English Tips. And this morning I got an email in our inbox here that I wanted to read to you. It is from a Japanese listener named Fujioka Toru, Fujioka Toru. And he says, Dear Andrew and Jeremy, I just listened to Jeremy's English tips number two about repetitive listening. And I like this series so much. I've listened to this episode more than 50 times. I memorized the whole episode and I can't wait for the next one. So I thought this was awesome. It was cool to get this email this morning. And he even included, Jeremy, a video of him shadowing your episode. So I'm going to send that to you so you can check it out.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so cool. That's so cool. It's cool for me because I do this all the time with Spanish or Korean. And I never get to say anything to the people who I shadow. So, it's cool to have this direct connection sort of.
0: Yeah, the interaction, it's really cool. So, thank you guys for listening to this new series that Jeremy has launched here with Qloops. We've been getting lots of good feedback, Jeremy. So, oh,
1: great. That's awesome.
0: If you haven't checked it out yet, guys, just go to qloops.com and you'll be able to find these episodes. We have 2 so far and we'll be uploading number 3 shortly. Actually, probably by the time this episode is uploaded, number three or four will already be out. So, yeah, just go to QLips.com. You can find the links to them there.
1: Thanks in advance for listening. Thanks in advance. TIA. I like that expression. Me too. It's, uh, <laughs> it's good when you're asking someone in an email for something that might be difficult. <laughs> It's perfect for that.
0: It is perfect for that situation. I agree. Mm. I totally agree. Mm. Jeremy, you just got back from Mexico, right?
1: Yes, last night.
0: Late last night, actually. Oh, late last night. So you might be a little jet-lagged. Are you feeling jet-lagged at all?
1: Not too bad. Uh, I'm feeling okay because it's only a two-hour time difference. Okay, so that's not so bad. So right now it feels like a little later at night for me. It's 5:30 p.m. here, but it it does feel more like 7:30.
0: Okay. Sometimes those small time differences can actually really impact your sleep and yes, your kind yeah. of your mental health for a couple of days whereas the big time gaps like when you go to the other side of the world it's almost easier to get over those, I find.
1: Yeah, especially With Korea, if you're smart about planning your flight, you can time it so that you skip most of the jet lag from the U.S. to Korea. But coming back is always very difficult to get over the jet lag. That's what everyone says, all the Korean people I talk to.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard too, Jeremy. And that's been my experience as well. But today, we're not going to talk about traveling to Korea or even jet lag. We're going to talk about your
1: trip to Mexico. We're talking about my trip to Mexico today.
0: Nice. And guys, just to remind you, on our website, culips.com, there is a study guide for this episode. So if you want to check that out and follow along with the transcript while you're listening to us, then just Visit QLips.com. You can give the study guide a download. All right, Jeremy. So first question for you. Mm -hmm. Why did you go to Mexico? Was it business or pleasure?
1: Wow. Good question. Mostly pleasure, but some business we can say. Uh, For those who don't know, I have been studying Spanish for a few years now, so I kind of wanted to revive my Spanish. I had been on a hiatus from my Spanish study for a couple years, actually. For almost two years, I didn't do anything, really, with my Spanish, and then when we decided to go to Mexico this time, my wife and I, when we decided to go, I made up my mind to start studying again. Nice. You caught the bug. Yes. <laughs> Re-caught the bug, perhaps. Yes, I got the fever back. <laughs> <laughs> I got the fire going again. These are all analogies, we can say, for getting passionate about studying Again. Again. So did you have lots of opportunities to speak
0: in Spanish while you were there?
1: Oh, yeah. I feel very comfortable speaking in most situations. Uh Accomplishing things in public, you know, numbers, money, getting a taxi to take me there. And I think my accent is pretty good. People have told me. So sometimes people ask me where I'm from because they can't tell. Some people thought I was from Spain or... There are some Mexicans who look like me, so I could be a native speaker. Right. You can kind of blend
0: in a little bit, whereas I'm sure with Korean, you can't really
1: blend in. (laughs) Cannot blend in in Korean. So while learning Korean, I always felt very much like an outcast. But with Spanish, it's nice to know that if I get good enough, then Mm -hmm. I can sort of blend in a bit more Mm. in fact Mm. someone in public saw me and said they called me guero guero is like the word for whitey i guess like a (laughs) light-skinned person okay it's not a racist term like it sounds like it like it sounds in english but right um and they just said "hola Uh, (laughs) okay yeah i guess you're right (laughs) um so it was, it was fun in that regard. And okay. we also traveled with my two-year-old son, which was both very difficult and awesome at the same time. Was that his first time on an airplane? No, he's been on an airplane uh, many times for someone his age. Okay. Because we fly to go see my parents. Okay. Maybe every two months or so. And mm-hmm. it's a very short flight maybe 40 minutes okay so he has gotten used to flying on planes so what is it like
0: traveling with a child do you do a lot of activities for your son is that mainly what your focus is or do you still do things that you are really interested in like i imagine maybe your son wouldn't want to go to a museum or a gallery he might find (laughs) that boring
1: (laughs) yes yes what's your itinerary like That's a great question, and it gives me an opportunity to explain a little bit about the city we went to. So, we went to a city called Oaxaca. Oaxaca. Oaxaca, yeah. It's fun to say that, right? It's spelled O-A-X-A-C-A.
0: Okay, so I have the feeling that this might not be a spanish word
1: but it might be an indigenous word i i believe so yeah okay and actually in this city there were a lot of things to do for children there were children's museums multiple children's libraries lots of parks uh, free open events for children painting plates Finger painting, musical instruments, just Mm. we were amazed at how many free, open events there were in this one short period of time that we were there. So almost every day we did something for him. That's
0: really interesting because now that you mention it, my cousin lives in Mexico and she's married to a Mexican man and she has a child, I think... Uh, who is also two years old, a little girl, maybe two or three. And I see my cousin's Instagram story updates every Mm -hmm. day, right? Mm -hmm. She's taking little videos of her daughter and posting them online. And it seems like there are lots of restaurants in Mexico that have playgrounds or play areas for kids because a lot of these videos that I'm seeing of, of my cousin and her daughter are in restaurant playgrounds, and they seem really awesome for kids. Like, they're not just basic little dinky playgrounds. They're, like, really nice, cool places to play. Did you see any of those, too?
1: Yes, we saw many of those. And one of the restaurants we went to actually had a security camera in the kids' room So, with a TV screen near our table. So we watched him on the security camera (laughs) to see if he's okay while we're eating. But my son still screamed, Daddy! (laughs) (laughs) Almost every five minutes or Mommy! (laughs) And so so we went down there and talked to him.
0: That seems like it's a really great place for families and parents then and kids to have these kind of facilities that maybe you don't see as much in other countries.
1: Yeah, Mexico is a very misunderstood country, I think. Mm -hmm. I won't say that it is completely safe everywhere you go. There are definitely cities and areas that are less safe. The closer to the U.S. border you go, the more dangerous things can get. Okay. But... I have spent significant time in Oaxaca, León, Guanajuato, Mexico City, and Cuernavaca. Cuernavaca is a city near there. And all of them, I never felt in danger at all. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. I think yeah,
0: there might be the perception out there that Mexico is a dangerous place, especially if you tune in to North American news yes. like... Like we do, right? Because there's a lot of talk about the drug war. And of course, you know, there's the whole build a wall thing. So we hear a lot about Mexico. We hear a lot of negative things, but that's also been my perception from, you know, hanging out with Mexican people, super kind, super friendly. And I've heard nothing but good things about Mexico. So that's good to hear that you've had a safe experience there as well.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to go back, especially to this this city. And I'm even more committed to perfecting my Spanish, continuing to improve my Spanish now, because I think interacting with the local people in the language that I'm learning makes it real. That's Ultimately, that is what my goal is when I learn a language, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's why... We can talk, right? <laughs> so that we can communicate with others. I think that with this podcast, with QLIPS, what we are all doing here is helping people to learn English. And English is different in the sense that English can connect you to anyone from any country. Whereas with Korean, at least, and with Spanish too, mm-hmm. it's a bit more narrow. You you can only interact in Korean, usually with Korean people, and in Spanish with people from Latin America or from Spain. Mm-hmm. But English is spoken everywhere. So, our goal, my goal as an English teacher, and I think our goal at CULIPS is to help connect the world with this language that Andrew and I happen to speak at a native speaker level.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that's probably why a lot of our listeners right now are listening to us, is because they want to learn English to open the world, right? Open a lot of opportunities for their personal lives and also for their professional lives, perhaps academic lives. English can be a great passageway to many opportunities. So that's that's really cool. And Jeremy, sometimes I fantasize or I imagine a world where korean was spoken in more places than just this peninsula that i'm on
1: right now you know well, korean people are everywhere we found a korean woman in oaxaca yeah. making korean food and she said there were no other korean people in the city but we had a great time talking to her she's the same age as me so we had a lot, <laughs> lot to a lot in common and it was great But just imagine,
0: that's cool, don't get me wrong, but just imagine that there were, like, five different countries with kind of different cultures, but they all spoke the Korean language, just as there's, like, England, Australia, America. Can you imagine? That would be really wacky, wouldn't
1: it? That would be cool. I think that maybe we can say there are different areas in Korea that are almost like different countries because they are so (laughs) different, but yeah yeah that's true it's true
0: i am teaching a class at my university this semester for international students Mm -hmm. studying in korea so i have students from all over the world from africa from many different asian countries from europe and they're all taking this english class and the english level varies from student to student some students are at a native speaker level And some students are right at the beginning stages of their English journey. But the common thing that we all share is that we all study Korean and some Mm. of the students are way better at Korean than I am. And some of them are at about my level, but nobody's really terrible. They're studying in Korean at Mm. a Korean university. So they have pretty good Korean skills. And it's really fun before class and after class to chat with them in Korean because I'm Mm. talking with Japanese people, people from Mongolia and people from Turkey and Morocco. And we're all speaking in Korean. (laughs) That's so cool. That's so cool. It's really weird, but it's fun. So this gives me a little insight into what it must feel like for an English learner. To be able to experience different topics and meet different people that you maybe couldn't communicate with in your native language but you
1: can in a second language language is what connects people right a uh-huh. speaker needs a listener so we need language to connect with each other and i think that's why i like being a language teacher and learning languages because for me personally It has definitely changed my life for the better. Absolutely. I would agree with that statement 100%.
0: Jeremy, we got a little bit off topic from Mexico, but I enjoyed hearing what you did (laughs) have to say about it (laughs) earlier in the episode. Unfortunately, I have never been to Mexico, and I'm kicking myself now. Kicking myself means... I'm a little bit angry at myself, or I regret not visiting Mexico because from my hometown in Canada to Mexico is maybe only a three hour flight. It's not very far. Yeah. You just have to pass over Washington State, Oregon, California, and then boom, you're in Mexico. So it's not a very far trip, but I just never visited Mexico. Now I'm living in Korea and Mexico is very far Mm -hmm. away. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's at the top of my list for a destination I want to visit. So hopefully
1: someday, sooner than later, I can make a visit there. Well, I highly recommend Oaxaca if you do.
0: Everyone, we'll leave it at here for today. Jeremy, thanks to you for sharing that story with us. Happy to do so. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. Guys, remember that the study guide for this episode is on our website, QLips.com. We're all over the place on social media, on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just search for the QLips English Podcast and you can find us... That's it for now. We'll be back soon with another brand new Culebs episode, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Adios.